It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code DNVR, you know you're going to be able to make a $5 bet to win $100 instantly this week on the NFL, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. That's DraftKings. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter in LA where things have gone well for the Rockies the past couple of days. I'd, I'd say so, considering that for the first time ever, uh, a club has won on back-to-back days against another team in the regular season that has won 110 or more games. So it's that's a very, cool. It's a very specific stat, but it's a very cool stat. Who knew the Rockies would be the ones to do it? They always surprise us. Yeah, let's let's forget the fact that maybe there's probably only been, what, 16 <laughs> opportunities for this to have ever even happened because we're talking exactly but Susie exactly. you know what let's let's this isn't a silver linings podcast because we have a victory to talk about over the last two days I can't even remember the last time the Rockies have lost a game because I've selective memory anything past 48 hours uh-huh. but <laughs> but if, if we're gonna okay. if we're gonna pump up the base, uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, okay, Encyclopedia Patrick. <laughs> if we're gonna pump up the base, I have to remind folks too that this isn't the first time the Rockies have done something like this. In two, in 2020, 2020, the Los Angeles Dodgers blew through the postseason. We know it was a shortened year, 60 game regular season. They had to go through an extra round, right? There was the wild card round, uh, which will exist now, but. The Dodgers will get a buy in that. So the so the Dodgers had to win four consecutive postseason series to win the World Series. That being said, only one team defeated the Dodgers that year in a series. It was the Colorado Rockies. And it was the Rockies. So, All right. Do with that what you will. Feel 
good about yourself. Well, look, we'll, we'll recap the the game on on Monday. We'll look ahead to Tuesday's game. Talk a, a little bit about things going on around the league. You, we've we've checked off some of those milestones. We made predictions at the start of the series. Hey, will this happen at Dodger Stadium? Will you bump into so and so, a B level star? All of that. We we've, we've got plenty uh, to cover today. What, what would you like to start with? How about that? I'll leave it up to you. Oh my gosh, I get to I get to pick the the start. Oh my goodness. This is too much pressure. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, you're really making me. Okay. Um, let's start with, I, listen, we finally saw, I'm going to start with the beginning of yesterday's game because before the game, I finally saw my celebs. Oh, there we go. All right. Let's, real, dish. let's go. Real Ooh, celebs, real famous people, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade were at the game. They were on the field before the game. Okay, there you go. And now, oh, I, was well, say, I, had and gotten, I had gotten a message that it was Gabriel Union and Duane Wade, and I wasn't sure who that was. But now it makes more sense: Gabriel Union and no, Gabriel Union and Duane yeah. Wade. See, it's. Got, I probably it's got typed it in a. I probably typed it in a rush while I was on the. It's okay. I I actually enjoy Dodger Stadium quite a bit, but it's very hard to get around. So I was probably walking and talking and bumping into people. So my apologies to the Wade Union to, family for the, the typos. Couple. Did they throw out the first pitch? I, I, no, Mookie Betts' daughter threw out the first pitch because it was his bobblehead day. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. It you was, said there's a lot of good giveaways coming up here. Still. It was actually so cute, too. She was adorable. But yeah, he, he was the bobblehead giveaway yesterday. Today on Tuesday is the Justin Turner Turner bobblehead, and he's pitching. <laughs> so it's an interesting bobblehead. That's it. That's curious. I don't know of too many position players who've gotten a pitching bobblehead, but that's obviously like a fun moment to capitalize upon, especially, I mean, if you're winning 110 games. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I like that. I like that concept. And it also makes sense to give away the bobbleheads on uh, on weekdays, right? I mean, like, yeah. if you think about Coors Field, I, I was thinking about this, and I'm wondering if this is, uh, you know, listening to season ticket holders who probably go to games more on the weekend than during the week. So they want the bobbleheads to be given out on the weekend. So I imagine Rocky's management gives out the bobbleheads on the weekend. However... Mm -hmm. People are showing up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You don't need to have any giveaways necessarily. You should have them. It would be great if there was, you know, one thing every every day. But if you're gonna have the real enticing ones, it should be, you know, on Tuesday night against the Diamondbacks, where <laughs> people <laughs> might need a little more of a push to totally. go to a game after a long work day. And if you're in LA after being in traffic for a long time, I think yeah. So their strategy yeah. is great because also they've had more than fifty thousand fans at every single game I've been through. <laughs> That's wild. Look, if a team that, that still is able to attract 2.5 million fans to their stadium and yet still has an opportunity for even more with mm -hmm. proper marketing, I mean, think of the potentials here uh, of such a franchise, uh, having such, such money to throw around. We'll see, perhaps, and, <laughs> and you talk with Bud Black about this a little bit uh, on Monday afternoon, if any of that money this offseason could possibly go to Monday night starter Jose Urania. Uh, buddy, you know, discussed like, hey, you know what? He's kind of taking the ball each and every time out there. Uh, hasn't been, you know, too dominant. Has had a couple of really solid starts. Uh, we'll talk about his his start last night. Uh, but overall, it sounds like, uh, unlike with Chad Cool, I think 
you could possibly see uh, a reunion in the offseason, maybe even very quickly, maybe even in that 24-hour window before the postseason starts, a, uh, a contract extension for a year or two for Jose Urania coming back to the Rockies. Yeah, there's definitely some interest on both sides of this. So, um, you know, we've talked to both of them about it and, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, hinting like, you know, yeah, there's interest there. So we'll see what happens. And he had an opportunity on Monday night to get his ERA with the Rockies underneath five, which you go like, oh, okay, like who cares? That's kind of a random number. He wasn't able to do it. Still pitched really good. Six innings pitch only gave up uh, one earned run. He didn't walk anybody, which is uh, impressive. Struck out four, gave up five hits. But because of that, uh, his ERA with the Rockies stayed a little bit above five. Marquez finished his season exactly at 5.00. So Kyle Freeland uh, ends up being the only Rockies starter this year with an ERA below five. It's actually happened uh, several times in Rockies history where there's only been one pitcher, you know, with, with a less than five ERA. But that being said, Marquez, Jose Urania, similar ERAs with the Rockies this year. So again, Urania is, is obviously doing something right. Uh, and he looked pretty solid on Monday night in that 2-1 victory. He did for sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with those guys going forward. He did not get any run support. He got one run, which is even less than normal. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he received less than two and a half runs of support this, this entire uh, season. Uh, so he, he's going out there and, you know, he's, he's getting hung with losses. It's one of the reasons, and uh, I think our guy Manny Randall has, has quieted down the, uh, the, the <laughs> table banging, you know, kill the win. I mean, it's kind of already dead. It's not necessarily one of those statistics uh, I think about very much. I, I can, you know, they, they have it always on the scoreboard at Coors Field and you look to see who, who who leads the league in wins. And it's usually really good pitchers, but there are other instances where you go, oh, that guy has a lot of wins and he's maybe the third best pitcher on that team, like Kyle Wright. You know, I mean, hmm. he, he's not the most feared starting pitcher, I, I think, for Atlanta. He's got 20 wins this year. So, you know, it can happen if, if you're just on a really good team or if you get lucky and there's a lot of run support. You look at Jacob deGrom, it will be very interesting. Um, I think, He's such an interesting case. We'll talk about this off season of whether or not he should be in the hall of fame or whatnot. But if he gets in, he will easily have the lowest amount of wins. He'll have the lowest win total of, of any starting pitcher in the hall of fame. Should he get in just because he's, he's got the Jose Urania syndrome. Really it's Urania has DeGrom syndrome where he just can't get any <laughs> run support. So he's not winning ball games and that's not his fault. No support whatsoever. But also, Urania didn't even get the win last night. It was Jake Bird. Great point. I, I, <laughs> you know, so that's also guess. something that, like, yeah, Jake Bird actually got the win last night, which is nice because he had a family in town. He had people in town. He's got California roots for sure. But, yeah, all those, you know, we got these rookies. We got Jake Bird. We got Michael Tolia, Sean Bouchard. They all had peeps in the house last night who got to see – their guys win. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. UCLA uh, alums, uh, if you will. Uh, Ryan McMahon's also from the LA area. Alan Trejo, of course. Uh, he did go to school down in San Diego State. Connor Joe, San Diego's no, not too far uh, out of the way. So a lot of uh, SoCal boys uh, on the roster overall. Yeah. As you mentioned, Sean Bouchard has first career three hit game, had yeah. two doubles, uh, ended up scoring that winning run. So he continues to stay hot. And I tweeted out last night. I mean, We'll wait and see what happens this offseason, but he he's a guy that you almost are saying he has to be on that opening day roster 
next year, probably more than Connor Joe at this point, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, no, I mean, I would definitely say Sean Bouchard needs to be on this opening day roster. You know, we'll see what happens in the spring, of course. But, I mean, he's just been so productive since he came back up the second time. And, you know, I kind of asked him about this yesterday before the game. I'm like, well, like, what do you think of your first season in the majors? He's like, you know what? I've just been grinding. I've been doing my job. I can't even answer that question right now. Ask me after the season's over. So, yeah, he's just like a guy who comes in. He is focused on doing the work and uh, it's nice to see that it's paying off. Yeah. And I think that's, that gets lost. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that gets lost for some, some people who think, Oh, you know, the Rockies have nothing to play for uh, in the win loss column. I, I would kind of agree. Uh, but individual players are playing for something. Uh, Kyle Freeland even uh, talked about it. Well, we'll probably discuss it on Wednesday's post game post season show. Not one word postseason, but post hyphen season. This is after the season. Uh, and it's not a proper <laughs> noun. So it's lowercase p. I know you can't hear that in uh, in my voice. Um, but Kyle Freeland talking about, you know, what's okay, what's not okay. Uh, Alan Trejo has in the past talked about, you know, guys in you know, the clubhouse may need some more chips on their shoulder. Uh, but ultimately, guys like Sean Bouchard, they've got plenty to play for because you, you never know when you're going to get another opportunity. As you said, got called up. Uh, he, he drew a walk, uh, in, in that debut, but he got sent down after only three games played and did not have a, his first career base hit. That's it. Noah Davis. We may never see him in a game yet. He was on an active roster. He wasn't even moonlight Graham. He didn't even get an opportunity to play the field for an inning. And then he never got to hit. Well, he got to play. He got to play in some capacity. Noah Davis, not. So you just mm -hmm. never know. So there are so many of those guys right now that are still trying to, you know, establish themselves, uh, you know, try to plant that good seed for next year. Bouchard, Jake Bird, and the guy who closed the game out last night, Justin Lawrence, are just some of those guys who have plenty to play for. Oh, yeah. Justin Lawrence got his first career save. He was so solid last night. And he was yeah. also so excited to have his first save. He was absolutely glowing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic to see that. Yeah. Buddy, you know, again, his ERA over the season kind of got, you know, inflated, I think over the last month, but he was a guy that you saw buddy, you know, leaning on early, like, okay, you're going to be part of this important bridge. Uh, and it didn't work out for him all the time. Also, there weren't too many other options that you would say, Oh, this guy over Justin Lawrence. No, Justin Lawrence is going to take his lumps. Uh, but, but last night was not one of those moments, right? <laughs> Gives a leadoff hit to Trey Turner and I don't know what was more impressive, the fact that he was able to uh, retire Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Max Muncy in order, or the fact that he kept Turner from stealing second base and getting himself into scoring position, that was the tying run right there. That would have shifted all the momentum. And oh, you my know gosh. What say about momentum? we got to wrap up early. <laughs> Crap. I, I painted us into a corner. Susan, I'm so, I'm so sorry. We'll talk to you next. No, okay. Oh my gosh, Patrick, you're taking, you're taking the bit too far. I <laughs> am so impressed with the fact that he took down these, uh, this part of the Dodgers lineup in that, or like, I'm just, I'm so, uh, I'm so happy to see that he just absolutely got rid of these guys, these Dodgers and listen, like he's pitching against some of the best players in baseball. So the fact that he can get through that inning like that was just so impressive. Yeah, I don't know that I said it on the show, but I've I've said it publicly somewhere, or at least uh, 
publicly and private. Is that does that make sense? But uh-huh. I, Justin Lawrence is is very much giving me Adam Adovino type vibes. I don't know if I'll have a ten plus year career, right, where uh, he's going to get his pension and all that. But a guy who comes in young is impressive. Has that future closer kind of mentality and ability too. Let's not forget that. Uh, and he doesn't doesn't seem like that's going to waver. There's been other guys in in the past that you look at and say, hey, this is a future closer type. Uh, and it hasn't really come to fruition. Maybe Ansel Monte was one of those guys. But I do see Justin Lawrence as having that mentality now that even despite the struggles, even despite the lumps that he's uh, taken at parts uh, this year, he'll figure it out. So this first save in L.A. against this team, boy, oh, boy, that's that's going to allow him to sleep really nicely at night. Uh, and then continue to go forward, have a really good offseason, and maybe, just maybe, save some really important games in the World Baseball Classic from Team Panama. Could be yeah. the closer. I don't know. He's, I haven't looked at the roster yet, but he's he'd be a good candidate. He's a good candidate, and I think he's definitely interested. So that would be pretty cool. He would, I am he would interest- love it. Yeah, I'm interested in all of the watch parties. Actually, not watch parties. Uh, we're taking over. DNVR Nuggets, they are taking over Ball Arena. There's already four dates coming up here in the next uh, month or so uh, that you could come on down on the weekend. It's going to be popping off uh, at the bar at Ball Arena. Uh, so come on down to the corner of Colfax, New York. Get yourself 15% off your tab. Yes, this this thing that we do, giving you free podcasts, uh, giving you amazing written content behind the paywall, doing all these shows, putting on all these uh, events. Yes, on top of all that for that 50 cents for your first month membership, you're also going to get 15% off your beer, your avalanche nachos. It's not called that just because we have a team in town with that name. There's actually it's a, a very literal avalanche. Reason. I'm kind of Jones. Now that I say that, now this is going to actually be the real reason I end the podcast like 30 minutes early is because I'm just going to go down to the bar so I can get the nachos. It's been too long since I've I had them. I love the nachos. Real, like, <laughs> uh, and look, we, Susie and I, we both love nachos, but you only crave great nachos. Like you're like, oh, the nachos are here. I happen to be here. Okay, fine. But the ones at the DNVR bar are are craveable. They're craveable. They're an event. They are, they're an event. They're an event. It's the only way I can describe it. I, I think we might need a shirt just for the nachos, the avalanche nachos, craveable. The event, we've never had a food item at the bar get its own shirt yet. Oh, my God, Eric, I hope you're watching. <laughs> no, he, he if I know him, he because uh, he likes getting his tickets early on game time. Uh, and and so he's on the game time app. That he, I know he's using our link. We hope you do the same because, look, uh, they're supporting us. We're supporting them. We hope you can support us. Uh, check out the link in our description to the game time app to score uh, seats to your your favorite events. Wait to the last minute. Now, as Susie said, still over 50,000 uh, seats and, and, and people in attendance there at Dodger Stadium. And so you're like, ah, you know, how can I possibly get a good deal on something like that? You can wait until the last minute. Like that's the thing. If you wait up until the last minute, a lot of these ticket brokers or even just people who are, can't get rid of their seats, they'd rather get something for nothing. And the clock is ticking down and they're basically saying, ah, there's like an hour left until tip off, kick off, whatever it is. I'm going to get nothing. I'll take 10 bucks. I'll take five bucks or even days out like at Coors Field for that final week. I'll take a buck a week in advance. I'll, I'll take that dollar, even with the service fees that I'm probably going to have to end up paying. 
You don't have to worry about those service fees. Game time will take care of that for you. It's absolutely fantastic. 50-yard line, floor seats at a concert, too. It's not just sporting events. Again, join the 15 million people uh, who've downloaded the Game Time app. Score those best seats by hitting the link in our description for the Game Time app. If you're watching the games, you should be watching at home from the comfort of your own couch for the first time to watch both the Avs and the Nugs. Yeah, Avaca TV is doing it. It's the new goat in Colorado sports, the greatest of all television. It's $25 a month plus $5 receiver fee. Except when you go to evaca.tv slash Colorado 10, you're going to end up saving $10 for those first three months. That's evoca.tv slash Colorado 10. You're getting altitude sports. So you're getting the Nuggets and Avalanche. And a couple other things you're getting the Rapids. Uh, you're also getting AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, there's the NFL Network uh, is, is involved in that. There's 60 entertainment channels, Crystal Clear HD. It's absolutely fantastic. And there's no contracts, no catches. Ivaca is TV made for champions of the remote. Yes. Speaking of remote, uh, Susie and I are yes. both remote right now. Next week, we'll be back in the studio. Uh, I'm segueing back, not even into an ad read. I'm segueing back into the show. That's, I'll be, that was know. a really good segue. I'll be back in the studio on Friday, actually. So Ooh. there you go for a Susie show. There you go. Uh, we also saw on Monday a couple more defensive gems, uh, one from Big Toe. One from Big toe. Little Toe. I I I suggest we we call Tovar Lil Toe. Lil and Toe. Maybe, maybe it makes it a little tougher, right? Like I mean, he's a he's a rapper, he's a hip hopper, <laughs> Lil Toe or Lil Tove. Now Lil Tove, I actually I think that already is a rapper. I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't got on. Sound uh, to- Tove Low is a musical artist, but she's not a rapper. Yes. No, but Lil Tove is a shortstop for the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> And, and, he's very a, much, and he's great at it. <laughs> he is great at it. Um, whoever was running the uh, DNVR Rockies account on Twitter last night at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm not going to say took umbrage with some of my tweets, but I didn't. I also just didn't disagree with the fact that, yeah, you know, there are some there are some negative things uh, that I was putting out there. They were facts, you know, about the run support for Jose Urania, the, the Kyle Freeland being the only guy under five. And this one which was probably the most negative, but again, it's just a fact and it's, it's, it's a topic definitely for the off season. It was a topic for last off season. Rockies front office felt they addressed it, but I don't think it was addressed uh, by the fact that what they've got 47 home runs on the road this year. Not only do they not have a grand slam, only the worst team in ball baseball, the Washington nationals also do not have a grand slam. This will be a first in Rockies history. If they do not have a grand slam, it's never happened before. Oh my gosh. And we only have two more days to make it happen. So two more opportunities. That's it. But, uh, I also decided again, a wonderful sad head on baseball reference, had to play Mm -hmm. around, do some digging. And I go, wait, 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 wait. They got a, they got a couple, two home run games. How many times have they hit three home runs in a game on the road? The answer is none. (laughs) This would be the first season in 30 years in franchise history that they have not had a three homer game on the road as a team. So, I mean, the road Rockies this year have been some of the saddest Rockies. It's very unfortunate. And adding that number to it just bums me out even more. Bit of a bummer. It's a huge bummer. bummer. Yep. Uh, Tuesday's matchup is Ryan Feltner versus Julio Urias. Ryan Feltner can't get his ear under five, but he could get it under six. 
What do you think? Are you taking uh, the over under when Ryan Feltner exits the game? Well, not even when he exits the game because there could be runners on base. But yeah. when the day is done, will he be below six or above six? He's on that cusp right now. I think what a six point oh one ERA. I'm going to say he gets below six. I have faith in Ryan Feltner. I am not just saying it because I feel like I have to or anything. I think he will get under. I, I think he's been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really solid. He, he pitched well against San Francisco his last time out. So I think he'll get under it. And again, when you have a six ERA, uh, that's what that's every three innings you're giving up uh, two runs. Yeah. So if he goes five and gives up three, not great, but I think that would still that would still dip him below just barely. Well, we'll have to crunch the numbers to find out exactly what he'll need to do. But I think he'll he'll get it done. You know what? I think he's in a good mindset. Did you know that Ryan Feltner has been grounding? Oh, yeah. So, grounding. I talked yeah. to him a little bit about this. And tell people yeah, what that tell people what that is. Grounding is when you intentionally walk around barefoot. Intentionally. Intentionally. It's not just like strolling around barefoot. It's not just running around willy-nilly. Grounding is when you are walking on the ground to kind of reset yourself and get energy from the earth and... It is like a, it's a whole thing. I need to research more on it, but I was talking to him about it and he was telling me about how he's just kind of recently started to get into it and learn more about it. So I think this is going to be like an off season story and off season topic for us for sure, but he's been grounding and so far he likes it. He's like, okay, well I don't totally know everything about it, but so far I like it a lot. So I'm what's, what's a little surprising about it is he's a starting pitcher. Daniel Bard is a relief pitcher and those two groups don't always end up mingling. So the fact that that's, there's been that carryover is good. Uh, well, you know what? But- Daniel Bard, when I asked him about grounding too, he was like, yeah, kind of, but like, I also just really like walking around barefoot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. So it's a little different with Ryan Felder. It is very intentional with Daniel Bard. Maybe some of it is grounding. Maybe some of it is just like, I like to do this. He's accidentally walking around the Coors Field outfield barefoot. That's what we're going with. Whereas Feltner, intentional. Okay. Intentional. Yes, there is a difference in their motives when they walk around barefoot, for sure. Yeah, we we talked about this briefly before with the plantar fasciitis and how, like, unforgiving baseball cleats can be. Like, Mm -hmm. they just haven't figured them out. I think I talked with uh, Sean Bouchard about this uh, first uh, because, you know, there there are some players out there that will sort of retrofit basketball shoes. You know, Clint Frazier is one of those guys where he's got Air Jordans turned into cleats. I'd be curious to know if, you know, if, if that's more comfortable now, it might not necessarily give you the same support that you need. Uh, but with the plantar fasciitis that Chris Bryant has suffered from, you go, that, that makes sense. Baseball cleats are just not comfortable. Uh, yeah. Shoes in and of themselves aren't necessarily well, they're comfortable, but they're not great for us. And we don't have any shoes sponsors. You know there was a whole what? barefoot movement a decade ago. Do you remember the barefoot I'm, movement? I'm on the barefoot movement, Patrick. If we want to talk shoe shape, if we want to talk toe boxes, I'm your girl. Um, I've got sneakers with wide toe boxes to make room for your feet so they can do what they are meant to do anatomically, spread the toes. Splay. Uh, that's what that's word. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I got a, I got a toe splay going on. So yeah, it's like, I have been paying a lot of attention to how narrow so many shoes are, but especially for athletes. So I'm just 
Let's bring back the barefoot movement. I'm going to talk to yeah. some guys about their shoe shape <laughs> when I get to the clubhouse. Them, I would love to see uh, if, if they can make Jordans into a cleat or Jordan basketball sneakers into a cleat. Why not some Vibrams, right? The the, the toe shoes, mm-hmm. you know, where you, your feet each go into a little holster. Oh, my God. Oh, that's have, chaotic. I still have my pair. They're worn down on the bottom. They're pretty flat, but I bust them out once in a while to run around the the, the neighborhood. Uh, I got I got rid of my toe shoes because I was getting made fun of too much, and I was just like, you know what? Maybe these aren't my vibe. But I got some lems now. That name sounds familiar. Out of Boulder. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ultra uh, is is I think they're they're a Utah company, but they also mm-hmm. the larger toe boxes, uh, which are good again. Yeah, to to splay it out. Um, splay it out. I wonder I if. I wonder if Chris Bryant's going to get any shoes with a good toe splay this off season. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. His, whoever sponsors him, uh, it does not like this conversation right now, but you can change all of that. Uh, if you send some stuff to the corner of Colfax in York, can we be bought off that easy? Uh, couldn't hurt to try to find out. Um, we're going to, we're, like, gonna yeah, we're not upsetting know. any, we are upsetting no sponsors. No shoe companies are giving us any money whatsoever. So <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, uh, we got some good news, uh, relatively speaking on Charlie Blackman. He had surgery on Monday for his torn meniscus, uh, that seemed to have, uh, went well. I know uh, you actually ended up catching up with him on LA this, this weekend on his plans for, you know, next season for the off season. What give us the, the rundown on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to relax for the next month or so after the surgery, which, you know, it it went well on Monday. We're glad to hear that. So he's going to relax. That's really not going to adjust the timeline for, you know, his off season work that significantly. He's going to be fine. He's also expecting a baby this fall. So he'll be ready for the baby too. So he'll be, he'll have his hands full for sure. But it sounds like he, his intention is to, you know, be back with the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a player option for 15 million. Uh, He's going to be picking that up. He's not really thinking past that. You know, when I talked with Drew Goodman, I floated the idea out there where, you know, with how well he did this year um, and not, not, it wasn't an all-star year, but as, as well as he did and then how young this roster is, you could see perhaps Colorado maybe giving him uh, a a two year extension. So basically rolling next year's deal uh, into uh, one in, in 2024, um, but with all the young guys coming up and you, again, you don't want to block that DH spot necessarily. Um, if, if that's, you know, where Charlie's mostly going to play, you know, that that's a bad thing, but you still need that leadership thing. So from the Rockies standpoint, definitely, uh, you know, possibly seeing if you can have him come back for like one extra year in, in 2024, give him some guaranteed money. I think that would be okay. Yeah. He's going to have to cut back on the fishing just a little bit, uh, with the, with the torn meniscus, uh, as, as it were. And I think I forget his exact words, but it, it made me laugh out loud of, I will be ready to report for my fatherly duties, uh, when, yes. when the comes at the end of the month. So that's, he's more focused on that rather than the off season training as he should. He should yeah. be focused on, uh, on, on fatherhood. And so that's, that's great. And so he, he has, a uh, a daughter, Josie, right? Josie. Yeah. Just like the song. So if he has another child, I mean, what are there other names in that song? I mean, nasty. Does, does he go so far and name his next child? You know what? Nasty? I don't, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I'm like, I don't think there are any other names in that song. No. So we shall see. Yeah, we didn't ask any baby names. I'll, yeah, Tulo, oh well. like, Tulina, maybe <laughs> something like that. Uh, 
Charlie could be a low key cool name for a girl. I, I don't know if he's having if they're having a, a girl or a boy, but Charlie would be a cool cool uh, girl name, right? That's, yeah. Oh, that's like that's such a cute girl name. Yeah. I feel like he might have said he's having a boy, but I like don't remember. I'll have to go back and listen. So to it's the gonna audio. be nasty. So he's so nasty Blackman. That's gonna be that that all. That's a cool. cool Listen, like Charlie it. Blackman is so on brand always. <laughs> he is. He 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 absolutely is. We didn't uh, realize or we didn't mention it on Sunday's show that uh, despite Coffrey and Herman Marquez striking out eight Dodgers, which is a lot for the Dodgers, uh, even when Joey Gallo is in the lineup, uh, those were you know season high for those guys. Freeland tied a season high. Marquez. Uh, had a new season high. The Rockies have not struck out nine hitters in a game all year long. Only team in major league baseball. Susie, I'm sorry. I didn't tweet that one out. I didn't tweet that one out. I'm just mentioning it on the show, but they're the only team in baseball to not strike out nine in a game. Oakland, I think did it three times. Um, Rocky starters too, not, not just, mm-hmm. just strikeouts yeah. uh, by, by a starting pitcher. I think the Dodgers, yeah, did it uh, three times this year. And then Rockies, zilch from the start that is that is also pretty rough to hear uh some of these statistics are not painting a good picture of the season but like really they shouldn't because this was not a good season yeah and look when you're painting one thing you want to have is some beautiful green trees and green mountains and uh, i imagine they've they've got that up Uh, i've seen it myself they do they've got some mountains on display there in the office at the green mountain dental group uh, 15 minutes outside of downtown denver that's where we go to get our chompers handled right you're worried ah do i have uh, a cavity do you know i've got some gingivitis and stuff like that don't be afraid they're going to take care of you we've had two people already have uh, what their their molars or their wisdom teeth taken out with great success. It was it was easy. They they check in on you. They do all the little things well. That's that's why it makes every visit fantastic. Tell them D- DNVR Sports sent you over there, Green Mountain Dental Group, when you go, and you're gonna get a three hundred dollar discount for all full orthodontics treatments if you're a new patient. And you can also get a free set of bleach trays. It's what I've used. Three hundred fifty dollar value. With a new patient cleaning, x-ray, and exam, it's Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Athletic Greens, you've heard us talking about it a whole bunch. That's how I started my day on Saturday before running 26.2 miles. Uh, it's it's one of the things that has uh, helped what? make me successful. Yeah, I ran a marathon on Saturday. Not a big you deal. You did what? When? Is this on Look, social media? Uh, we, we we talked about it on, on uh, Friday with, with uh, Drew Goodman there. So you're showing your hand. I was yeah, busy no, on Friday. I was busy on Friday. You were working. Um, yeah, no, I, I just did a little marathon. Not a big deal. But we had, we had li- they had liquid death, too, uh, a- a- after the race. So, I mean, I got myself nice and hydrated. But Athletic Greens is how I started my day. It's actually how I started all my training days uh, and training runs and even, even my rest days. Uh, it, it allowed me to recover because with one scoop, I get 75 high-quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. Um, and, and they even have travel packs too. So when I'm out on the road, uh, when I was in San Diego at the beginning of August and started a lot of my training, um, boom, that's what I took with me. It was easy to travel with it and stay on my plan. Keep that micro habit going each and every day. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC slash ROC. That's the key part. That's let you know that you heard about 
uh, athletic greens from us. ROC, first two letters of Rockies. They'll give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Take ownership over your health and health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance and get yourself on a path in which maybe you could also run a marathon. It's possible. You can do it. You can right. do it. It it is very feasible. Yes. Uh, there was a guy. There was a guy who uh, ran in, that passed me at one point, and I don't think I ended up passing him. He had a New Haven Ravens hat on, or he had a he had a Ravens logo on, and I don't know if he had headphones in. But after I realized it, I was like, and there were there were only like a hundred people ran in this marathon. It was on the the smaller side, and I'm like, New Haven Ravens, huh? And he he didn't even turn around. So I'm thinking that no. there might be a college that just uses that logo. Cause it's the, the Raven head is like, is it looks like the letter R. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I'm thinking uh, was going down with that. Yeah. I didn't pass. Oh, that's it. a shame. That's, that's a shame. Yeah. Thought, I thought <laughs> I had a buddy to run with. <laughs> love those new Haven Ravens. Yeah. I love um, the Arizona fall league. Got to go out and cover it a little yes. bit last year. It started up on Monday. It was fantastic. Zach Veen was in action. I drew a walk there. His second plate appearance was starting, batting six, playing left field. He'll be playing just about every single day. So if you think about going down there and seeing him, you will, uh, unless something crazy happens. Pretty much each team has a priority to say, hey, this is a guy we want to play each and every day. Otherwise, you can kind of mix and match. It's not necessarily about winning and losing. It's about to continuing to develop, playing against other top prospects. Did a nice job going the other way. Um, against the 44th uh, ranked prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, Quinn Priester, a Pirates uh, prospect. Great name, too, by the way. Quinn That's Priester. a good name. That's, That's a good not, name, right? It's not a real name. There's no way it's real. Yeah. Zach Veen, believable enough. But when you see the spelling, it does look a little superhero-ish, doesn't it? Bit. It has a, a look bit. to it. It has, because it only it's <laughs> Z-A-C. So you're like, all right, you're, you're working a little too hard on that. Uh, but he's he's down there with a bunch of other guys, so that'll be exciting to see. Blair Cavill got into the game uh, as well, uh, a relief pitcher you got to keep your eye on. So uh, I'm excited for that. Do you, are you usually follow the Arizona Fall League or or not too much because it's more – it falls during the postseason. So it's like, you know what, your attention is mostly on the postseason. You know what? It falls during the postseason, and usually after baseball season, I have a lot of catching up on all the things that I kind of put off during baseball season. But that being said, I – have a high interest in what Zach Bean is doing. So I'll be paying attention a little more this year. Plus like my whole job is actually baseball this year. So I feel like I will actually be much more invested in the fall league. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on around in the game today? Uh, do, you, do you got anything crazy planned for, uh, for us here? Do I have anything crazy? Okay, so I we don't have a game today uh, because I figured, you know, we've got enough baseball to talk about. Don't don't but, shut off the podcast just yet. Hold nope. on. We still have stuff. We still have stuff for sure. Um, but, yeah. Oh, and you know what? Another thing I did want to mention is that we do not know still who is starting on Wednesday. We don't know. That's true. That's true. This but Black said. It would have to be some kind of injury uh, in order for uh, Noah Davis to be put on the uh, the active roster. He's there in L.A. on the taxi squad. So uh, we're still waiting to see who's going to start game 162. Adam Wainwright will not be starting any more games for the St. Louis Cardinals, at least not in the regular season. How'd you like mm -hmm. the send off on Sunday? 
manager Ali, Ali Marmal, who I believe is at least younger than two of those guys. He might be younger than all three of the active players that uh, he took off the field at the same time. Adam Wainwright, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina walked off the field together. Final home game in the regular season for that trio. I thought that was a cool move. That was, it was, it was very, like very emotional. was not expecting it to be so emotional, but it really was. But that was, it's been such a crazy season seeing them all kind of, you know, towards the end of their careers at the same time. It's, it's beautiful though. Yeah. You know, they, they... I was going to say, you know, a bunch of Rockies got um, some signed jerseys from uh, Molina and Pujols. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they did do the jersey swap. You know, you see it a lot in soccer where, hey, yeah, can I have your jersey? Can you have mine? Nah, I'll just send a bunch of autograph stuff. We, we see it in the clubhouse a couple yeah. jerseys. Like, why is there a Phillies jersey next to that guy's? Oh, all right. They were teammates. And so we got mm. you got a stockpile uh, ahead of time. I think they, they recently got them because they're in the, the lockers here in L.A. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Tony La Russa retires uh, again. Again. So uh, that's the thing. That's uh, that's official. Uh, unfortunately, they uh, they're going. The White Sox will miss out in the postseason. So even even Miguel Castro, who who jumps into the spot there and, and does well for a period of time, just can't get enough to get past the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, first time in the postseason, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, but yes. uh, yeah, Tony La Russa. I mean, I don't, it's weird. I don't know what he does now because he's already in the Hall of Fame. So it's not like he's waiting for that next thing. This is a weird kind of retirement where he's it's a true retirement. It, it might be. I mean, a team could still hire him as an advisor, uh, which, which we saw oh, you know, sure. previous years, but uh, yeah, that uh, that'll, that'll do it for his, uh, his time in, uh, in the dugout. We'll be curious to see where the White Sox go next. Do they go back to the well and say, well, maybe we need to bring back Ozzy Guillen uh, and do that whole thing uh, all over again. Look, when you've got an owner that can meddle, uh, with what's going on in the clubhouse and in the front office and uh, with the coaching staff, these kind of things can happen. Yeah. You know, I'm, even though uh, this, you know, Tony LaRusse experiment did not go so well, I feel bad that it ended this way. I feel bad that it had to end with him having a health issue and leaving in the middle of a season. And I, it, that, so I feel bad for him. I do feel bad for him. Yeah, no, no, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it would have been worse if they had made the postseason and then he stayed away. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that necessary. I, th I think that would have maybe would have been good because I think there would have been a lot more stories of players saying, you know what? No, no, no. A lot of people are out there talking trash about TLR. You know, and he, he helped me. He helped me do this thing. And, and I think those stories will still come out to a degree, right? Mm -hmm. But if they had, you know, had a postseason run, it might it might have been, you know, a little icing on the cake, as it were. This is just a barren piece of, you know, cooked cake batter that maybe is still a little soppy in the middle and <laughs> didn't get left in the oven long enough. We'll continue with the analogy. No sprinkles. What you're, you pick the weirdest analogies, Patrick. It, it makes sense. But yeah, I think this might, this might be, have been the worst possible scenario to, yeah. to uh, have even getting fired might've been. Yeah. Been I would, Honestly, I would have, right? I would have rather he was fired and like went out with a bang than went out with a health issue. Cause you and never went out with, yeah. And went out with Ken Rosenthal, Rosenthal saying, I need to write an article saying, Tony, please don't come back. Like, this is not good for anyone. Like, Oof. no, just, just fire it, cut it off. Boom. Quarterize it. Get on with, uh, get on with your day. Uh, as it were, 
Phillies Padres both end up making the postseason, as did the Mariners. We know the Mariners snapped a 21-year drought. Phillies then held the longest drought for what three days? Uh, yeah, yeah three days. Postseason for you know those those ten years. 2011 was their last time, mm-hmm. uh, so they're all in. Padres made the postseason in 2020, but I think this is their first time in a full season mm. since 2006. So. Uh, you know, 2020 counted, but at the same time, this this is nice. Uh, we know now, in our hearts that 2020 didn't count. <laughs> it was a weird one. Yeah, yeah, because the Marlins made the postseason. Uh, I think they were under 500. So that kind of, you know, uh, resets their clock. So now you've got the Angels and Tigers have the longest droughts in all of baseball. Both of them, they made the 2014 postseason. That was their last time. So you kind of think and you go like 2014 is the, is the longest drought. 2018 doesn't seem that. Uh, far from 2014 you only have uh, Royals Pirates Orioles Rangers and D-backs with longer droughts than the Rockies that seven teams have a longer drought of not making the postseason since the Rockies damn 2018 felt like it was just yesterday indeed yikes (laughs) that's kind of a way of describing it yeah it's Uh, a big yikes a big yikes so uh day two of kind of debating who we or Rockies fans should tangentially root for. We're not going to turn into, you know, a uh, New York Mets podcast uh, by any means. We're still covering the Rockies um, for better or worse. That That's our team. And, and there's still always plenty, plenty to talk about, plenty to dig through, uh, always news every day. Look, the lockout last year, we got through that, and there was literally no news coming out about the Rockies other not than – we. We didn't – you got through it. You did it. You put that whole podcast on your back. Yes, uh, I actually put the entire podcast in a in a small Rockies uh, handbag, uh, s- similar to the one that Dick Monfort was carrying around to all the different uh, uh, meetings between the Players Association and the owners. That was the only bit of Rockies news that we had was, hey, Dick Monfort's involved in this thing and yada, yada, yada. That was it because it was just a straight up lockout. But we have, well, have real stuff to talk about. So I started thinking about it last night far too late. We need to create some kind of postseason rooting matrix. Like we need we need to rank teams based on their funness, right? How fun are they? How annoying they can be, and then how much do they like deserve to possibly? How win, annoying, right? The team can be, or how annoying the fan base can be. That's that. I think that's involved in it. I think those things are are together. There, it's. Kind I think of, those two things are very mm-hmm. separate. I think they are. But we're going to we're going to compile those in, into a got run. it got it. But you're right. Yeah. No, no, th- those are two two separate things. Uh, but 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 that that contributes because if we're all of a sudden saying, hey, uh, you know, we're going to pull for this fan base, you got to deal with the uh, you got to deal with the fan base. You know what I mean? If we're rooting for a for a certain team, and I already did I already did this experiment ever so briefly, and it does seem like there's like two to three teams that have kind of stepped out as far as uh, being the least obnoxious, right? They're, they're fun. They're not terribly annoying. They're a little bit deserving. And none of them are in the, uh, none of them are in the National League. I, I don't know that there are any National League teams that really, you, you can say too many good things about. Maybe, is there anything, is there, is there an NL team maybe that that's fun or not annoying? What are your thoughts? An NL team that's fun and not annoying. Or not annoying. You might not even be able to have both of them. Every NL team is like low-key, like really aggressive and over the top and rubs everyone the wrong way. 
I think as a, I think as a team, if you look at the players, I think the Phillies might be the most fun of the NL teams. I mean, I, I, I might- definitely think the Phillies are a lot of fun, but also, you know, I have a little bit of a bias there. Sure. Yeah, that that's fine. You know. And look, you're acknowledging it, so that's important. I'm acknowledging important. it. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think the Mets are a little bit. I mean, Padres are a little bit fun. I mean, they are also a little bit annoying. At least the fan base is. Mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers are the most annoying, right? And the, maybe, maybe the you know what? If you say deserved, they they do almost deserve it because they work hard. They do what they need to do. But you don't want to mm-hmm. say that, right? Like you don't. No. You don't you don't want that to happen. So the Dodgers, there's there's nothing fun about them, really. You know what? We got to talk about how fans act at Dodger Stadium. They Please. they do the wave like four or five, maybe six times per game. They are constantly really? doing the wave, and every time, every time there is a big pop out to the outfield, they cheer like it's going to be a home run. Like they Dodgers fans act like they've never seen a baseball game before. They they maybe they haven't. They, maybe they, they, they haven't. they've seen a couple innings at a time, you know. They yeah. they show up in the third and they leave in the sixth to beat the traffic. So they're like, all right, well, I was in line for all of the fourth uh, or the fifth inning, so I saw the I saw the fourth inning and I saw the sixth inning. That's it because they missed the first three, and they missed the last three. So there's definitely something to that. Um, yeah, maybe a little yeah. bit. Maybe a little bit. I, I I think when it comes to fun, some of the teams in uh, in my matrix that I've come up with, Seattle, Toronto, and Cleveland, very very all, much fun. All AL teams though. AL's the only. only and that's only also safe teams. too. That's also safe. I think for Rockies fans is to to have that situation going on over there, right? Yes, exactly. So I mean, I've already. I mean, I've picked the team that I think we should be repping this off season, this postseason rather. I think we should be a Mariners podcast. I I think we should be a a uh we should be pulling for and I think Rockies fans should pull for whoever wins the Mariners Blue Jays matchup. Now that's safe because at least at least it gets you an extra round. And whoever wins that series because that is the uh four or five series the winner of that will end up taking on the Houston Astros, which nobody wants to root for. No one wants to root for the Astros. So you can root for the Mariners first round against Toronto, but if they lose, that's okay. You can, you can kind of shift a little bit and that's really where the allegiance goes because um, Mariners and and Blue Jays have, you know, a decent amount of Rockies connections. Um, They're not, the Dodgers actually have the most former Rockies uh, on their team. Tyler Anderson, Tyler Conley, uh, excuse me, Tommy Canely, Chris Martin, Yancy Almonte, and Kevin Pillar, and Tony Walters, who played two games. Let's not forget. And we also predicted it. So you got you got those A-level stars that we were looking for this weekend. I also said maybe position player situation, Hansar Alberto. We ended up getting that. And mm-hmm. would we see all three of the former Rockies in the same game? We saw that on Monday. Almonte, uh, Canely, and Chris Martin all pitched in that game. So but you can't root for the Dodgers just because of all of their their former Rockies on the team, right? You can't no, no. You can be happy if they find success. You can be happy for those individual guys, but for no one else. Uh, Yankees, Yankees. They've won enough titles, so I, I, that's almost like an immediate elimination. It's a. It's going to be a no for me. Yeah. There's, 
there's four teams I feel like you have to immediately eliminate. Dodgers, you can't root for them in any way. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the damn Dodgers. The Astros, it's the damn Astros. I understand Trey Mancini's there. Yeah. Alex Bregman's from Albuquerque. Forget it. They also don't have any former uh, ex-Rockies there. Atlanta's got Tyler Matzik. They got Walt Weiss, Eric Young Sr. on the coaching staff. Dansby Swanson's wife, Mallory Pughes from Highlands Ranch. But they won the World Series last year, and those fans also very annoying when they came to Coors Field. They were not. They very were good. so annoying, and they were so rude. Yes, yeah. Don't so, yeah. don't care for that Atlanta until they're the Atlanta Hammers. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, speaking too well of that franchise. And then the Yankees, they got Lemayhew. Uh, that's it. They got rid of all their other Rockies, including Chichi Gonzalez. They did him dirty. He's already gone. They used him up for one start. Boom, bounced him really quickly. So those four are like immediately out. I think for a lot of people, the Padres are probably out, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the Padres. You They've can't, yeah, we can't, we can't become, we can't root for someone in our division. We just no, can't. You can't. It's a bummer because you no. say Pierce Johnson, Stephen Wilson, both from Colorado, Faith Christian Academy, and Dakota Ridge High School, respectfully. Taylor Rogers would also get a ring. Uh, he was in that Josh Hader deal. He went to Chatfield High School. So you have three Colorado guys there. Uh, I sort of feel like Tatis Jr. should be punished. Uh, yes. So winning the World Series that year would kind of be okay. You know, they've had yeah. to wait a, a, a long time uh, and they've never won a World Series. Um, so that would be a reason. But you're right. They're in the division. So you immediately have to get rid of them. And then next, uh, I have as far as like, it's hard to root for them. This is going to be controversial for some people listening. Okay. Cardinals. I think it's kind of hard to root for the Cardinals. It's definitely hard to root for the Cardinals. It is so hard. I don't think that's controversial at all. Okay. Yeah. So the pros, all right, they got Arenado and, and Dickerson. Um, you know, if you want to root for Pujols, and the, con- and and the cons are that they have Arnado and Dixon. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'm I'm the the number one con I had because I think most people would would like for for Arenado to to get his World Series more way more people than not. Mm-hmm. I think we very much yeah no with that. <laughs> and we'll see what happens after they might change their mind and go oh god we've created this monster I, I actually don't like you know certain comments maybe that Nolan makes in the aftermath of that I don't know. Um, but the, the thing that I think Wait. a lot of Rockies fans might be a little like eh, about they're tired of the St. Louis Cardinals have the best fans at all of baseball like that. Come on. We're tired of that. That's a big distractor. I think for a lot of people, sorry, JC, I know you're out there probably ripping your curly <laughs> orange hair out, but we got, we got to say, so like, I feel like those, what six teams? That's half of the pool right there that you almost have to eliminate. And then Cleveland, Mets, you know, Mets probably at the bottom for a lot of other people, but they do have Ottavino, Michael Givens, he's on the IL. But Brendan Nimmo is from Cheyenne, Washington. David Peterson went to Regis Jesuit. Um, uh, Cleveland doesn't have any former Rockies. Brian Shaw was with them, but they're always the underdog. It would be nice for Terry Francona to win another yeah. World Series. They haven't won one since 1948, folks. First year as the Guardians. What a great way to reward that fan base, that team, et cetera, et cetera. I like that a lot, actually. You know what? You've brought up a really good point. I think that fan base does need, yeah, a reward, a little reward for going with, you know, a change that was maybe difficult for some fans. Right. Believe land. Maybe, maybe they win a World Series. Uh, Then Toronto, they got Ryan Maltapia as far as as former Rockies go. 
Dante Bichette's son, Bo Bichette, boom. Mm-hmm. Kevin Gaussman uh, went to Grandview High School there in Aurora. So you've got some Colorado ties. Seattle's got Tom Murphy. He's on the IL. Uh, they're kind of our rivals. There's a, a whole thing. Uh, Jack Corrigan actually explained it really well on Monday's mm-hmm. game. Houston and Texas are both in the American League, so they don't have a natural NL rival. Seattle's way out there in the Pacific Northwest. They don't have a natural uh, uh, rival there. So basically what you've got is those three teams, along with the, the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Padres, they don't have these natural rivals, so they kind of you know switch, uh, switch off and on in general. So... Uh, that's, that's how that goes. Uh, but they got Julio Rodriguez, half the Rockies or half the rosters is former Padres send off. So that would kind of be a nice, uh, kick in the stones uh, for the Padres saying, Hey, look at all your, your former guys winning a world series over here. Marco Gonzalez. He's from Fort Collins. Jordan Sheffield's brother, justice Sheffield, uh, is, is on the 40 man there. He didn't play much this year. Um, and then you got Tampa Bay and Philly. Philly fans are rough. We know that. They haven't been to the postseason since 2011. They don't have any former Rockies. And they're going to be. Don't, yeah, Rays don't have any nightmare. former Rockies. <laughs> Rays are always the underdogs too. So you've you've got that. Bly Madris, uh, he hasn't played a game for the uh, for the Rays, but he uh, he did go to Colorado Mesa University. He's on their 40 man. So eh, I think I'd have to pass on that. So it's really like again, Cleveland, Toronto, and Seattle are are going to be the teams, and they're safe. They're over there in the American League. They're so safe. All right, so so far they're all on my list of teams that they're in play. They're yeah. all in play for me. They're all in play. I'm glad we discussed this. Of course, we're going to figure it out. We're going to debate this more as the postseason continues. Yeah, debate us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D Lyons on Twitter, and I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This this has been wonderful, Susie. But you know what they say? What do about they say? The momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you after the season ends on Wednesday afternoon.